listening to Livin' La Viva Voce. My name is Meg. My name is Adam. And this week, listeners, we are bringing you the word Zanadu. Oh, yes, we are. Yes. So, as you can recall, listeners, last week we did say that in our last four episodes, instead of drinking, we would be indulging in New York's other pleasures. Yes. Debauchery and robbery. Sex work. Mm-hmm. So we have each uh, spent the night with a one much older lover. With a much older lover a before reuniting older. and recording this episode. We've already told each other the horrible, gruesome stories we've had experienced tonight. Which we will not share here because they're not fit for a PhD viva. No, they're not. Mm-mm. Let's just say, though, we have been consuming the nightlife here in New York. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um,. So, do you remember what you sent me? Yes, well, I did. I said Xanadu. Yeah, but but what I meant more is, you know, what is Xanadu? Okay, can I tell you something? Yeah. I legit don't know. So, okay, then, then may I ask? No, because I've heard of the word, right? Like, I've heard of the word, and then I no, was I, like, I think it's fun that a word that sounds like that starts with an X, and so okay. I wanted to choose it. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. And this way, I get to actually learn about... Xanadu. Okay, well, sorry well, to disappoint maybe an you. Aspect of it. <laughs> sorry to disappoint you is all I'll say. Shall we begin? Let's. Okay. Um, so, Xanadu, the word, in the sense of, you know, something literally that would, would be called Xanadu, was a city, um, part of. I believe Genghis Khan's empire somewhere in what would now be southern like west China okay um, and it was something like the summer pleasure city or something mm. anyway not really relevant not what I'm here to talk about okay. barely did any research on it and that research literally went out the window because I have something better what do you have listeners I have no idea what this is, but he's been laughing all day. Xanadu is a movie. Okay. It was released in 1980. Mm-hmm. It was big in 1980. George Michael. Keep going. You'll get there eventually. Um, who was big in, like, Brian Adams? Or sure, like yeah. Or Bruce Springsteen? It's not a song. Movie. Oh, but a movie was big in the 80s. Mm-hmm. I Sure, okay, sort of right vein of actors and actresses. Oh, like Arnold? Mm-mm, no. Like Sylvester Stallone? Female. Uh, like Michelle Pfeiffer? Blondish. Pamela Anderson? Pa- that's your, that's too, too late. No, that's too, too late. Far. Pamela Anderson's like 90s. Okay. Um, give me a hint. Give me a hint. Jodie Foster? I don't know. Uh, blonde and Australian. Think a little bit camper as well. You're, you're. These are all too heteronormative. You gotta think. Olivia Newton-John. Olivia Newton-John. Oh my god. Okay, Zadu is a movie released in 1980, starring Olivia Newton-John and Michael Beck, with Gene Kelly in a supporting role. Mm. Okay. Um, 
Now, Xanadu is interesting because Xanadu is entirely soundtracked by ELO. So that's what you were listening mm. to it quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. So my title of my talk is Xanadu, an exploration of 80s rock music soundtracks. Wow. Okay. So let me read you the synopsis of this. The synopsis is, a struggling artist living in Los Angeles meets a gay... Uh, meets a, meets a gay. <laughs> in the 80s, I Los wish. Angeles, probably. <laughs> oh, yeah, but I wish that's what I said. No. Meets a girl who may hold the key to his happiness. So what genre is this? <laughs> it's, a, it's like a musical, like, fantasy, I guess. Okay. So... May I, hold the key to his happiness... I have to ask this since this is an 80s apparently fantasy movie. Is that a metaphorical key or a literal key? Well, I'll tell you what. I'm just going to I'm going to describe the movie to you. So I watched the first half of this movie. Just bear with me. So Xanadu opens with a painting of various Greek goddesses. um, The nine... um, Like muses. The nine muses, exactly, yeah. Yeah. but in this, they're called the Nine Sisters. Okay, um, Coming to life from a mural. Okay, so there's this mural painted in like downtown Los Angeles. It's like with, the movie Hercules. Yeah, with one of them is one. Well, I imagine that the movie Hercules probably took its key from this other. Well, other. It probably took it from like yeah. the original Greek stuff and not Xanadu. From anyway, the 80s. anyway, so the paintings come alive, and one of them is obviously Olivia Newton-John, right? Okay. Um, it's actually already fairly diverse. You know, like they've got. They've got quite a... I don't know whether or not this is more to do with like a lack of budget for casting, um, and, but they've got, they've got quite a diverse like group of Greek goddesses. Anyway, Susanadu tells the story of an artist, Sunny, okay. um, who after failing to make a success of his art career, and <laughs> can I just say, <laughs> the way they illustrate... <laughs> His failure for success of his art career is it the the literal movie opens on like him like sketching stuff and one of the things he's sketching is a literal fucking toaster <laughs> with, a, with a pencil he's pencil sketching a fucking toaster Ooh. so let me tell you if that's your art career bro yeah. I mean yeah not, not from not in the eighties not in the eighties no exactly um, so anyway you know. So, after failing to make a success of his art career, returns to his day job as an album covering larger. Uh, and this is apparently a painter who takes album covers and paint them, paints them in an enlarged format to go in record store windows. That okay. sounds accurate, yeah. Um, but we'll get into how that was weird for for a second in, okay. in a second. But yeah, um, so they they presumably like take the small size one, paint it into a much larger cover, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then they can copy it or whatever, right? So anyway, upon returning, he's asked to paint the cover uh, with a woman on, um, who he recognised from earlier in his Olivia day. John. Yep. Who crashed into him as he was walking through a park, then kissed him, and then took off. And now I um, point out, Olivia Newton-John. I don't think I've I've seen a scene in so far where she's not on roller skates. Wow, I kind of love that. I'm not gonna lie. There's there's a lot of roller skating energy in this. Yeah. Okay. It is the eighties. Yeah. So anyway, so he's. He's essentially been walking to fr- through the park to work, and this starts at the start of the film. You know, Olivia Newton-John crashes into him, kisses him, and then roller skates off. 
and he's gotten to work and all of a sudden his boss has been like yo bro i don't like you i i yeah you're sad yeah you well no you 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 are the best painter i've got here but i don't want you going off and chasing an art dream and all this kind of stuff right it's very like anti because he's he's presumably left this job and then come crawling back right um Anyway, so he's got to work. He's been given this album cover. This album cover has Olivia Newton-John on it in front of uh, something called the Xanadu, mm-hmm. which appears to be some kind of like auditorium or ballroom. Anyway, um, so what does our boy Sonny do when he gets this album cover? Well, I mean, <gasps> does he start? Does he start painting it? No, he starts like just fantasizing. No, oh. he literally leaves his art studio and is like. I know I've got a job to do, Mr. Simpson, and that's the name of the boss. Oh, I have to go find this woman. I'm going to go and find this woman. Wow. Okay, who plays Sonny again? Michael Beck. Oh. Who you is are, that? No, yeah, exactly right. I think this is why. Okay, like, you keep explaining. I want to search up who this guy, like, okay. what this guy looks like. Okay, so the only other thing I found he was in of any significance is a movie called Ultra Force, <laughs> which is, like, imagine G.I. Joe on written by cocaine head like writers from the 80s anyway so he's gone off and he's decided to find olivia newton john so he's gone back to the park that he was at earlier in the day and then he's walking along the 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 waterfront towards the beach and at the beach he meets a man playing a flute called who is gene kelly Okay. So Gene, this is where Gene Kelly comes in. Do you know who Gene Kelly is? Yeah, he was in, um, he was in like Charlie. Uh, He's in like a lot of these forties and fifties. No, you're thinking Gene Wilder. Oh shoot! What's what name did you say? Gene Kelly. Yeah, yeah, Gene Kelly. He's like singing in the rain. Yeah, he's like he's like this like musical like yeah. lots of tap dancing oh, on he, screen. He must be quite old. In yeah, this he's one, about then. sixty, seventy in this ish. I, I mean, I, yeah. that's 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 a guess, but he's like older, right? Oh my god! Okay, legit. I heard Gene Wilder the entire time. I wish. Can I just say I had okay, a, no, because, when I read when I yeah, read Yeah, because when you were like, oh it's fantas- like fantastical and like Xanadu, it's this Olivia Newton John, it was like eighties. I was like, wouldn't it be nice if Gene Wilder were in this? And I just that's what I heard. So anyway, so he's for some reason he's out looking for this girl even though he's got a job to be painting for. And he encounters this guy who's like playing the flute on the waterfront and he's like Yo, that music kind of is like sad. Can you play something more upbeat? And they, you suck. then all of a sudden they start like befriending each other. And then he sees Olivia Newton John, and he like chases after her. He borrows a motorbike off these two girls. Um, he chases her down to the pier, and then she like disappears, and he crashes off the end of the pier, distracted. It's supposed to be a comedy scene. It's not particularly funny. Um, I think it was a bit predictable and the problem is his motivation's not exactly clear so it doesn't make it all that funny, yeah. right? Um, <laughs> Menacing. You play the right music, <laughs> you have the right filter, like right lighting over it and suddenly it becomes like the middle of a horror movie. No, but this is what I'm saying, right? It's like the, the, the character just doesn't really make any sense. He's clearly not a very good artist but he's very good at enlarging stuff like, like yeah, copying stuff. Yeah, he's good at copying. Right? Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Um, 
and then he's like gone back and got his job and then you know it, it just doesn't really make any sense right like and and these characters have such like stale dialogue i just i can't illustrate anyway she's crashed off the end of the pier he's crashed in the water olivia newton john's managed to get away and gene kelly is there leaning over the pier somehow managing to have, do, do, do. somehow managing to have caught up with him wiggling my finger at you yeah and then like they had a conversation and he was like oh yeah i saw this girl and he's like do you think i'm crazy blah blah and gene kelly's like if i told you you were crazy would it stop you looking for her and he was like if i no. told you um anyway yeah so uh, okay no no hang on can i just say right like yeah. Just because you see a picture on a photo album or a book. of a blonde, uh, a blonde-haired, blue-eyed woman, no, yeah, no, no, the no, most... even if it's the exact same woman that you met on the street, like that's not that's not some like magical like she was maybe like a stock model, maybe she was a model just for like the yeah. album. It's yeah. not like she has oh, to be well, like a actually, fantastical being. Actually, in fairness, no. So he did go to. He did go to the guy who took the original album photo to begin with. And the guy that was like, oh, yeah, she was like, she wasn't even supposed to be on set. She just got into one of the shots and then, like, disappeared. So, so there's, like, this low-key fantastical element, but they don't really spend a lot of time dealing with it, right? Um, anyway, so, you know... Um, you know, he then decides to head to where the album cover's photo was taken, which is this Xanadu disused musical, right? Um, which is probably where the name Xanadu comes from, right? He climbs in through the window and he finds Olivia Newton-John's character there, roller skating around, dancing and singing to herself, right? She was the original mal manic pixie dream girl. Yeah, although in this she does have her Australian accent. Uh, which is something, because obviously when you look at her, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm sort of expecting her to sound how she sounds in Greece, right? Um, anyway, so he's like, he's managed to like climb down and he's like, oh, can I can I get your name? And then she's like, it's Kira. And then she like disappears. They don't really, like, don't speak or anything, right? And Okay, does she sing at any point? Okay, this is a, this is the thing I'm going to come to. Say, imagine you're Michael Beck. You yeah. turn into a nobody, but you can tell people I've worked with Olivia Newton-John. Yeah, I and, know. And and Gene Kelly. And Gene Kelly That's in the awesome. same movie. That's awesome. Yeah. Anyway, this is at the point I stopped watching because this movie was so dry. I don't think I, like even the way. I'm describing it now yeah, makes it sound more exciting more. Yeah, than yeah, it is. Yeah. Right, like, I don't know how to put this, but, you know, I, I really couldn't care about these these characters. Um, but i got to tell you that I kept on reading on the Wikipedia description. Yeah, and I'm not going to lie next? that the Wikipedia description makes this movie sound so good. <laughs> so anyway, so um, for some reason, Sonny's boss sends him to hang posters that they've painted at various record shops in LA. Sure. <laughs> No, but can I just point out? Oh, yeah, wait, wait. Hang on. He's the teacher. Why is, why is his boss being like, go hang up these posters, then make my coffee, then call my wife, then pick up my kids? <laughs> no, but here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. So he's he's got. He's got. When, on the first day, when they showed up to his office or showed up to his like, paint studio, it's 
Universal Studios. Like the gate says Universal <laughs> on it. So they're painting for Universal directly, right? It's a huge company. It's a huge yeah. company. And are you telling me that he paints one copy of one album cover and then they send him out? Hang it up. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Why wouldn't you like send it off somewhere and have like a thousand copies made? You know, as opposed. Oh, no, but it's true though, right? Funny. Like, you've got this, like, there's just one record shop in all of the world and that's the only place that needs giant yeah. posters of record albums. Wow. Do you know what I'm saying? It just the the entire concept had me in stitches. Um, so anyway, so his boss for some reason sent him around various record shops in LA to hang them, uh, which makes no sense. But there you go. So whilst he's hanging the posters, Sonny encounters Gene Kelly again, uh, who tells the story of how he met a woman similar to Olivia Newton-John's character Kira, um, who then also disappeared. Right, Kira uh, eventually comes back. Apparently, there's some kind of like you know, continuing, like, intimacy here. Kira tells Sonny and Gene Kelly to open a nightclub together. <laughs> and it's revealed that Gene Kelly is, in fact, a property mogul. He used to be a big band, like, conductor, oh, but wow. now he's a property mogul. Oh, wow. Um, and they, he te- and Kira tells him to open it in the Xanadu concert hall, which is obviously yeah. the abandoned room. She's like a ghost. Yeah, uh, which, which they do in the old concert hall, uh, where, you know, where Sonny and Kira first met. And then at this point, I actually did put the movie back on, right? Because there's a montage to ELO's All Around the World, which was written for this yeah. movie, which arguably is one of the greatest songs to have come out of one of the worst pieces of garbage I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, but yeah, so All Around the World starts playing. It's the bizarrest montage. And after this, I'm actually going to play it for you. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to play it for you during the podcast. It's just too much effort. But yeah. I think you... This is the perfect thing to watch stoned, okay? That's all I'm going to say. And we'll also link a uh, clip to yellows all around the world. Mm -hmm. Exactly right. Um, Yeah, and and this was about the strangest, like, non-sequitur musical number I've ever seen, okay? Um, So anyway, um, I'd like to point out, in the first half hour, besides the introduction music, which was also ELO, there is actually no musical number. Okay, I was going to ask because Olivia Newton-John yeah. and Gene Kelly are both trained. They're both yeah. excellent singers there's and like, performers. There's like and, three, yeah. maybe four songs in this movie wow. altogether, right? But all yellow. No, not all yellow. Gene Kelly does get a number where he's like, he's playing kind of himself, but in the 40s and 50s. I'm Gene Kelly. And then Olivia Newton-John gets like a like an end of movie like love piece you know like i will always love you something like that right but to be honest with you it's not very recommend it's not very recognizable at least for me um so anyway after the montage they bought clothes and are ready to open the nightclub when kira reveals she has to return home to the mural right devastated by his loss sonny becomes despondent but gene kelly tells him to pursue her because he shouldn't give up like gene kelly did on the girl before so this is like one of those like don't make the same mistake i okay, did what is gene kelly's character's name presumably it's not gene oh kelly. no it's not but i didn't bother to learn it i think it's danny okay whatever um anyway so sonny tracks down the mural and rides into it on roller skates okay and he's transported to olympus where he attempts to convince Zeus to let Kira, oh, who turns out to be Terpsichore, yeah. uh, come home. Zeus is reluctant. Wait, what the heck is Terpsichore? I don't know. Terpsichore? 
Oh. Uh, exactly, right? Uh, so anyway, Zeus is like, no, she can't go. Go back to Earth. Send Sunny back to Earth, right? However, you know, Nemesine, who is Terpsichore's mother, convinces Zeus to let her go. And so Zeus acquiesces, right? So Sunny gets back so this to... This is like a Greek film, like a Greek story. Mm. Well, no. Not really, no. Like a Greek, a Greek story would have more drama, at least one, one case of incest. Yeah. So anyway... And then Kira tells Sunny. <laughs> so anyway, Sunny gets back, gets back to Earth before Terpsichord um, is, is sent back, right? Um, and on Earth, you know, he encounters a waitress that looks just like um, Olivia Newton-John's character. And they Does then, he fall in love? Yeah, they fall in love and they, they exchange numbers and they talk and that's the end of the movie. So that is like Kira now as in Earth form, as a right? Human. Okay, like I say, uh, the, the plot on Wikipedia makes Xanadu Town ten times better than it really is. Um, and you know, however absolutely insane it, it, you know it sounds, you know, like uh, you know, even with that really insane musical number that was completely unrelated to the rest of the movie, it was literally like a dress-up montage. You know, the like the scene in He's All That where they like, or She's All That, yeah, where they do the like the glamour. Dress-up montage. Yeah, but but this is the thing, right? It didn't make any sense in the context of this movie, and to see a man as distinguished as Gene Kelly do a dress-up montage was maybe tragic. Anyway, so all I'm going to say now is that this movie Xanadu is one of the movies that inspired the creation of the Golden Raspberry Awards the year later. Wow, the Razzies. The Razzies, right? So anyway, I'm going to move on now because I want to sort of come back to what the main topic of my title is. Because we're trying, uh, well, no, it's you know, Oh, it's like rock. Yeah, so I'm going to give you some descriptions of movies. I want you to guess the name of the movie if you can. I might just give you the name of the movie if it's one that I know is too hard for you. And what was the rock band or artist? who wrote the soundtrack for it. I'm so ready to play. Okay. Let's play Who's That Rockstar? So this is the synopsis. Okay. A young musician, tormented by an abusive situation at home, must contend with a rival singer, a burgeoning romance, and his own dissatisfied band as his star begins to rise. A star was born. Nope. Oh. Also, a star was born is 1934. Oh, Oh, are all of these from the 80s? These are all from, these are all from the 80s bar one. Okay. Um, give me a hint. Um, they have a vault. A vault? Oh, the move, I, I don't know how to... Uh, Coloured Rain? No, I don't. I don't know. Purple Rain? Yeah, Purple Rain. It's the mo the movie Purple Rain. Oh, okay. And obviously, then the, the soundtrack has to be Princess Purple Rain. Yeah, because obviously Purple Rain is the song that, that was that written for the movie. Well, I think no. I no, I think what it is is that the the song describes the plot of the oh, movie. Oh, and then the movie was probably based on the song. Yeah, it has or, to be. Purple Rain is such a like. No, there's no, way no, that but was I, for no, but you do realize that Prince was in Purple Rain. Oh, is he playing the main he role? He plays the main role, yeah. Like, Purple Rain is, like, considered one of the greatest movies of all time, 
right? Like Purple Rain is like, I like to point out like this example here is one of the prime examples of, when, of what it can be. The, what it can be. And I do mean this because you'll get why they made this movie now. Why, why, if you put it together, you know, you think Olivia Newton-John, you think ELO, yeah. Yeah. like this is the movie that should work. Okay. Exactly. okay. So let me come on to my next one. A psychosomatically blind, deaf, and mute boy becomes a master pinball player and subsequently the figurehead of a cult. I don't know. This is another really iconic 80s movie. Like, if you're a bit like, if you're one of those people that's like into Quentin Tarantino now and all the, like, really bougie directors, right? Yeah. Like, like, bougie blockbusters, right? Then this would have been a really big one if you lived in the 80s. Oh my God. Okay, give me a hint. So, think about the song. Um, hmm, uh, I'll, I'll give you the title. I'll give you the title. The movie is Tommy. Mm, I've never heard of it. Never heard of it. Okay. Well, this was the one that was had its entire soundtrack recorded by The Who. Oh, wow. Yeah. But, well, bear in mind that they actually did several soundtracks, several movies. The Who were... Because yeah, they yeah. did Quadrophenia as well, right? Wow, okay. Um, anyway, so Tommy is actually filmed in Portsmouth, where I live. Yeah. Um, and actually, it's one of the... Another one of the biggest movies of all time, right? And, you know, Tommy basically is the story of this kid that's like, you know, his his dad, like, beat him as a child. And he sort of, like, went completely dumb, deaf and blind as, like, a defense mechanism. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, no, this this is, like, a huge movie. Like, this, if you're into, like, the, like, like, I don't, I don't want to say art house. Art house isn't the right word. But it's got a huge, you know, it's got Elton John in it. It's got Tina Turner in it. It's got a bunch of, like, really big singers in it. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy, huh? And it's actually apparently based on the song Tommy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the hell? Yeah. And it was like really well received. You know, I, I'm amazed you don't know this one. This one's this one is probably if I said to someone, Oh, describe a movie that was soundtracked by an eighties rock artist, yeah. they would have either said Tommy or Quadrophenia. Wow. Right? So, my next movie. Okay. Composer and pianist Franz Liszt attempts to overcome his hedonistic lifestyle while uh, while repeatedly being drawn back into it by the many women in his life and fellow composer Richard Wagner. Okay. Do you know what the movie's called? It's probably called, like, List or... Nearly. It's called Listomania. Yeah, sure. Who did the soundtrack for this? So I'm assuming it's not classical music. I'm assuming it's, it's not like... classical. It's rock. Yeah. Wow. Oh God. Is it like freaking like White Snake or something? No. This is a trap. It's also The Who. Yeah. I, wow. The Who did like four different movies. Okay. What a search of all these. <laughs> this was a trick question. It's also The Who. Okay. 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 So this one, this one's, this one's really out there. This is another really big one. This is another really successful one. Um. A football player and his friends travel to the planet Mongo and find themselves fighting the tyranny of Ming the Merciless to save Earth. I do not know. And bear in mind, this is from one of my favourite commercials, this song. Flash! Yeah? Uh-huh! 
Okay, so obviously that's Savior the song. of the Universe. Obviously that's the song. And then Queen. And then Flash, presumably. Nearly. Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon. Flash yes, Gordon. Yes, I heard which I, I think everyone's heard, heard of. Yes. And yes, so this, this movie was entirely soundtracked by Queen. Very nice. Okay. Now, this final one, I'm going to give you the title. I am going to give you the people that star in it because I've actually talked to you about this already. Uh-huh. The movie's called She's the One. The love lives of two brothers, Mickey and Francis, interconnect as Francis cheats on his wife with Mickey's ex-girlfriend, while Mickey impulsively marries a stranger. This is the one that stars Cameron Diaz and um, Jennifer Aniston. Mm. But who did the soundtrack? Is this one from the 80s or 90s? So the artist, I would say, is a very 80s artist, but... The movie was filmed in 1993. With Bonnie Tyler. No. It's uh, a man. Oh God, Meatloaf. No. Uh, no, that's. Oh. I, I would live for that. If Meatloaf had soundtracked this, I would. That would be. That would be killer. Uh, let me think. Um, like, I don't know, like Brian Adams or. Okay. Um, yeah, you're in the right vein now with someone like Brian Adams. Think. Bon Jovi. Of, think a little bit more California rock though. Uh, what like Pet Shop Boys? A bit or? older than, than Pet Shop Boys. Uh, I quite like him. Uh, you know, he was learning to do something. <gasps> learning to fly. No. Who? Tom Petty. Yeah, Tom Petty okay. soundtrack to wow. this one. Yeah, and that is very California. That's very, but this was set in New York. Bear in mind. It's, I guess I guess it gives it that like pep in the step. It's one of those things, right? Like, you know, like the Who were obviously prolific in like the number of like movies they did and they wrote soundtracks for, right? And I think that to an extent, the Who were almost as iconic for their movie making yeah. as for their like songs right yeah but Xanadu is this remarkable one of all of the right pieces with none of the execution right I like this talk yeah um so yeah that concludes my talk that is my that is my talk on um you know 80s movie soundtracks obviously there's others to mention honorable mentions obviously Back to the Future which is obviously Huey Lewis and the News Mm -hmm. which I absolutely love um strictly speaking it doesn't I, I read a list on this and, and they listed it. I don't count it only on the basis that I think he only wrote like two or three songs for the Back to the Future trilogy. Mm. Whereas like, you know, a lot of these guys, they wrote like, Tom, Pet- Tom Petty wrote like an album essentially yeah, exactly. for She's the One. <laughs> anyway, um, so that concludes my talk and I now invite any questions. I think you did a really, really good job and I'm going to award you a PhD in musicology from CUNY, the City University of New York. Yes, get in. You did a really good job and I think you did a good job of like kind of blending like Xanadu with like the other element of it, which was like rock bands of the 80s and stuff. I thought it was a fun game show. I'm sorry I couldn't be more like astute in answering. Um... (laughs) But I think it was really, really fun. And I like the way you came back to like Xanadu and like how it had all the right ingredients, but yeah. just none of the execution. But it's ultimately that it also spawned one of the most recognizable songs in the world. Yeah. You know, you think about 
all over the world is is without a doubt one of the most like you know if you played it it's like playing david Bowie's heroes or something yeah. right well anyways once we finish this we will go back to uh, you gotta watch that montage watching that montage anyway do you want to wrap us up let's wrap up if you enjoyed uh, this episode, then please feel free to uh, check out our other episodes um, as well as visiting our social media pages, Twitter at Live in Viva, uh, L-I-V-I-N-V-I-B-A, as well as Facebook, Live in La Viva Voce. And obviously our sponsor this week is DoorDash. <laughs> no, please. We're not getting <laughs> um, anybody from we, them. We'd like to say that, you know, like DoorDash, you know, when we're hungry, we get home late. You know, yeah. maybe we're a little bit high or whatever. Yeah. We've got the munchies, you know. Yeah. They always deliver our food. Stop. And it's only marginally... You can check out our it's code only, at Live in Viva. Yeah, it's only marginally soggy. Um, and I'd say it's probably of the of the delivery services, it's the least greasy delivery style, I right? That's really good. Um, so yeah, no. So so you know, DoorDash gets gets like you know three oil drums from me. Mm, mm. Three oil drumsticks. Anyway, I ate two plantains today. <laughs> Let's get this show over with. So, yeah, if you enjoyed what you heard, don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast service, whether it's Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Leave you know, a review. Wherever you're hitting us, you know, just you know, make sure you smash that subscribe button and you'll get notified every time we release a new episode. Share it with your friends. Anyway, until next time, I've been Adam. I've been Meg. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, no, wait, 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 wait. You have to cut the, cut the music, cut the tracks. Cut everything. I always Listen, got away with it. Don't stop listening. I've 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 I I've been trying to get away each week oh. with not giving you a word until we're off air. Wow, I can't believe it. And I can't believe it. And I almost succeeded until you Damn stopped. Damn you! Alright, damn me, you, meddling give me a, kids. Give me a Y word. Well, okay, so we're we're in we're in the Bronx, and just above the Bronx is Yonkers. So yes. I'm going to give you Y Yonkers. Excellent. Okay. Okay, well, proper ending now. Yeah. I've been Meg. I've been Adam. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.